This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. Well, you'll hear Oklahoma State football this Friday right here on the Blitz. It's blackout night in Stillwater. 4.30 will be our pregame time. 6.30 to kick off, and they will just so happen to play the Kansas State Wildcats. Their voice, play-by-play voice, Wyatt Thompson with us now. And, Wyatt, first thing I want to ask you about is Will Howard. And the reason I want to ask is Coach Mike Gundy, yesterday in his news conference said this about your quarterback early member year the improvement that they've made over the last couple years is their quarterback who's played how many years now how many years has he been there i mean seriously six (laughs) so uh, how long has will howard been around kansas state skyler well he's been to be perfectly honest he's been here a while he is listed as a senior but with the COVID thing, actually could still play one more year. I don't know that he will or he won't. But uh, he, uh, let's see. Let me look back here. He uh, he got here in 2020. <laughs> so that's not terribly long. But he's played, uh, what, off and on in like 26-ish games now. So he's, yeah. he's been here a while. It just seems like longer. And then there was a point at which actually <laughs> Coach Gundy actually confused him with Skylar Thompson and thought he, yeah. was, he was the other guy. So, yeah, Will has been around, and he says that he's one of the most improved parts of this Kansas State football team. You're, you've got a group here that lost guys like Deuce Vaughn, uh, but still yeah. playing really good football. Is Will Howard one of the most improved parts of this team? I think he's one of the most improved quarterbacks in the league, but I'm certainly uh, prejudiced on that. Um, I I really appreciate Will on a lot of levels, but as we talked about, he's been around a while. And when he first came in, um, it was, uh, you know, a scenario where he saw the field very early, uh, had, was not here in the summertime, came in the, for the fall camp. Skyler Thompson gets hurt in game three, and they put him in there because they really have no other options. He won his first two starts, by the way, but he had more downs than ups at that point. And now I think he is, you know, with more experience and an an exceptional amount of hard work and good coaching, all of those kind of things. He's just – the game has slowed down, as the coaches like to say. I think he reads defenses very well, has a terrific – understanding of the offense and and really a heck of a relationship with his offensive coordinator Colin Klein maybe it if I'm being totally honest I think it kind of starts there he's really grown into the deal honestly and I, I think he's one of the best football players we have 65 percent completion rate he also runs the football when he needs to he's the third third leading rusher on the team not that he goes out to do that tell me when he's throwing downfield he's got eight touchdowns four picks what's his best ball what is he still trying to improve on I think if you visit with him about that, he would tell you that his most improvement is needed in the long balls. I don't think K-State really, uh, if they have a weakness offensively, I, I think it's the lack of, you know, a deuce spawn where you have a lot of potential for those shock kind of plays. Uh, I think on top of that, Keegan Johnson, who they were counting on very heavily to be, you know, kind of one of those guys that gave them that, he hasn't really been healthy all year yet. So they are more of a team that's going to kind of grind it down the field. They've been really good on third downs. They just kind of have the ability to, to make the plays, but they're not somebody that out of the gate is going to scare you with, you know, with their speed and athleticism and deep throws on the outside. So I think he'd say he, he wants to be better at that. He's had a few throws this year where 
he'd like to have back. He's had one pick in every game. And to my recollection, I think pretty much all of them are probably in that 20 to 30 yard range trying to get it, chuck it downfield farther. White Thompson with us, Kansas State play by play voice, Kansas State, Oklahoma State here on the Blitz. This Friday, 4 30 pregame, 6 30 is the kickoff time. Scott Files with us too, Scott. We all know how important this game is for Oklahoma State. And, you know, it's still early in the season. This is only really week two of conference play. How important, you know, it's too early to call it a must win, but how important is this game for Kansas State? Well, I think if you really are judging and and being hopeful that they're in the title mix, it's off the charts important from my perspective because I think you have a Texas team, and we'll see more about them, I suppose, this weekend with the Oklahoma game, but so many people think Texas is just a rung above everybody else talent-wise and at the line of scrimmage, and that may be accurate. So I don't think you can really drop many. And then on top of that, you know, K-State's been fortunate. They've only played the one road game, and that was at Mizzou, but that was the one loss, and they lost on a 61-yard field goal at the gun. But here we go into league play after beating UCF and have a week off. You basically have back-to-back road games, and traditionally at two of the tougher places for K-State to play in the league, in Stillwater, where the fans are right on top of you, and then next week they go to Texas Tech. So if they could come home – uh, at 3-0 and uh, to face TCU, then maybe people will think, okay, maybe they will be in it. We'll see. <laughs> I think they've got a sh- shot, but, boy, these two games are huge. They are, and if you look at the schedule, the way it sets up, you know, Tech is struggling some. TCU we're not sure about yet. Houston's mm-hmm. not very good right about now. Baylor has been struggling. Certainly Kansas, if Jalen Daniels plays, is different, and by that time maybe he will, and Iowa State has been struggling. So the, the schedule doesn't set up poorly. There's no question about that. I want to go back quickly to that Missouri game. I know that's you know that's a huge rivalry for Kansas and Missouri, not quite as much for Kansas State, although I know there's some border stuff there. And that Missouri team's playing really well. Going into that one, did you see that being that difficult? And was there a, a key moment in that one that caused the Kansas State Wildcats to lose it on, come out on the wrong side? A couple of good questions there, and I, I guess I'll answer the uh, the second one first. In that, I, I think it was a game of, of missed opportunities. I think K State did a lot of good things. It was a hard game, uh, but at the end of the day, when they really needed to make a play it was kind of lacking. They had a couple of plays with a with a one-score lead where they had a throw or two to Ben Sennett, who's maybe their best receiver at the tight end position, had an opportunity to make both. One was a really more difficult catch. But if you make either one, I think they probably win the game, honestly. But they didn't. And so I – and then the second part um, – was I expecting a hard game there? Absolutely, because I, I kind of feel like <laughs> Missouri is better than people think and certainly where it counts at the line of scrimmage. Their defensive front was pretty pretty disruptive. Uh, K-State had a, a difficult time running against them. I think they're a little more healthy in the offensive line now, which which helps moving forward, but it didn't help all that much that day. K-State's best, just cutting to the chase, they have not had – Uh, Christian Duffy, their starting right tackle, really all year long. He'll start for the first time in the game in Stillwater. So they've had to mix and match and move some things around, and it happens. There's no doubt about that, but they're best when when Duff's available and Cooper Beebe, their best lineman, is staying there at left guard as opposed to playing left guard and left tackle and right tackle all in one game.
And by the way, Cooper is a delightful young man. Got to be around him a little bit at Big 12 Media Day. That's, <laughs> a, that's a funny kid, too. <laughs> yeah, he's a wonderful young guy. We, we have his little brother in the program now. Uh, I don't know if Camden's going to be anywhere, anywhere near what Cooper is. Coop's kind of one of those guys that there are a lot of people that have been around even longer than myself say that uh, he may be the most versatile, most talented offensive line guy K-State had here in, in quite some time, well, probably dating back to the early to mid-Snyder year. So that's pretty high praise. It is. A couple of things here before we go with Wyatt Thompson, the Kansas State play-by-play voice. As I said, Duth Fawn, of course, gone, and that's a guy that everybody in the league except you guys is glad is gone. D.J. Giddens hasn't been bad, though, averaging 6'4", carry. He's got 423 yards. Describe him as a runner. It's really interesting you ask about him that way because I really feel like he's proven this year that he's more than just what people saw last year as one, a backup to Deuce Vaughn and a guy who runs it pretty well between the tackles. I think he has proven he's a lot more than that. I think you saw the numbers and what he did against UCF. He had 30 carries, uh, just over 200 yards. But in addition to that, had eight uh, catches for 80 yards. All of those marks were pretty much career highs. That happened with Treshawn Ward really kind of not available. He'll be ready to go uh, in the ballgame on Friday night. But I think he's proven to himself and to others now that he can be a very reliable back and he can be the, the dog, as the kids like to say, the, the workhorse, if you will. Um, and, and that's a good thing. He's strong, um, but he can run inside and out and really has very good hands. Will Howard says he has as good of hands as anybody on the team. That's that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no question about that. Now, now let's get into a little bit of your coach, Coach Kleiman. He immediately came out after some job openings and said no, uh, which tells us obviously he's fairly happy where he is right now. Uh, is that just who he is? Do you think he's really that happy? Is he um, a guy who wants to shut that down because he's got great hopes for this year? Uh, is this dude going to be in, Can- in Kansas State Purple for a long time? I really like the question, honestly, because what I would tell you is, is and, and a lot of people understand and know this, and, and others probably don't know it quite yet, but when he came to K-State, he came here uh, because of his relationship with our athletic director, Gene Taylor. Uh, Gene had been at North Dakota State, knew what Kleiman was and how he did things, and thought he would be a really good fit here. Well, here we are, you know, five years later, they've been through a lot together, uh, last year, fortunate enough to beat a really, really good TCU team in Arlington and, and win a Big 12 title, which was, was outstanding. He makes good money uh, living in Manhattan, Kansas, and I think he is happy. I think there's a lot to showing up every day and enjoying what you do and where you do it at, but also in your back pocket is that guy that's got your back, right? And I, th- I think that's what this is with Gene Taylor. He trusts him like a brother, and I think that's as simple as it gets, and that's why. We're a third of the way through the season now with the four new teams in the Big 12. Of course, the Wildcats have already played one of the new teams, UCF, and beaten them. What's been the reaction so far and the reception from Kansas State fans with the four new teams and then with the new teams coming in next year? Well, I really – I'll just cut to the chase to this one because there's a a lot I could say, but – I think we all understand that, you know, what, what you lose in Oklahoma and Texas, you don't replace in terms of brand, right? But, but with that said, um, I think all of these four teams bring some interesting things to the table. Uh, we just saw, as you said, UCF. I was very impressed with their, their team, uh, their athleticism. I think they will fit in this league. I think they're in a great recruiting area. 
I said from the get-go that I thought BYU would be a good fit in this league because they can, they do have a national and, for that matter, an international brand. Um, and, and Houston's certainly capable in that market. And, you know, Cincinnati's been pretty good, man. I know they've had a coaching change, but I, I think those are good ads. And then I'm really excited about, you know, the, the other four. I, I guess I'll just say this about basketball, too. I think when you add a Arizona to the mix – I think it's it's like adding a, a Kansas or a Baylor. I, yeah. I think we're not only the best basketball league in the country, but it's going to be even more so a year from now. No question. All right, let's get into Oklahoma State. As you break this game down and take a look, you're obviously uh, getting everything prepared and ready. What do you see from the Cowboys? It's a pretty dangerous team from the standpoint of they really need a win. Well, no question. And I think one that and again, this is from an outsider looking in, but but I think I'm wondering out loud here if they're maybe not starting to find a few things, um, meaning obviously to start with the quarterback situation. I've always thought Alan Bowman was a good player. I think he really throws a nice ball. I, I think they've got good running backs. They always seem to have a, a couple of two or three receivers that are good. Uh, Coach Kleiman told me yesterday uh, – Sometimes he deals with numbers as opposed to names, but he says number 80, which is Brendan Presley. He's as good as most in the league. Uh, I think their offensive line is coming around a little bit. Like K-State, they were not at their top level probably in the beginning of the year. And then defensively, I think, don't you think they're starting to maybe find a way a little bit with their new coordinator? And I think Coach Nardo is really going to be a good one there. But it takes a little time to get used to that, and I think they've mixed and matched and moved and what have you. I, I'm And I know how hard it is to play there. I, this is my 22nd year at K-State. They're right on top of you. They're, it's a big game for them, every bit as big uh, for them as it is for K-State. So we're going to get their best shot, I believe. Oh, I don't think there's any question about that. They've got to give you the yeah. best shot. And it's a Friday. You think that makes any difference? I, you know, I know Thursday games are get talked about, and if you're if you're the Mac, right. you play on any day. <laughs> but uh, but the Friday game, <laughs> truly, probably not a big deal. Well, you know what? I, I have probably mixed feelings about the Fridays. I've, I've always been one of those that that has said that I think we need to protect the high schools. But with that said, I think one uh, every now and again probably is all right. And when you I, I love this about our league, too, because it, I, I love to go – I mean, I think it's hard to play at K-State and at Iowa State and at Tech and at Baylor and at Stillwater and those kind of places. And I, I just think on a Friday night they'll really be excited. to play. I think the place is really going to be hopping, man. I, I, I'm thinking we're going to be in for a pretty good game. I, I could be wrong, but, but I – I think more times than not, history tells me that when you go there, it's probably going to be a pretty good football game, and uh, I don't see why it won't be this time. Yeah, it's a sellout, and it's blackout night. Everybody be wearing the black. It's going to be an interesting game, there's no doubt. Wyatt, you're always classy. Appreciate you coming on with us. Thanks very much, and travel safe down to Norman. Thanks so much. Always enjoy being on with you guys. I appreciate it. Thank you for. 